Welcome to track number 10 of The Sufferings of Christ. How many are glad that he's, he's, he's put it into the sea? And the sea is very big, you know. If you want something to get lost, the best place to put it is in the sea. Because can you believe that all the toilet from so many countries is put into the sea? And, and the fish are still living there. And we fry them every day. And we eat them every day. So when God has put your sins into the sea of forgetfulness, it means that it's really lost. Is it not fantastic? Amen. Into the sea of forgetfulness. Sufferings of Christ. Then those who had seized Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were gathered together. But Peter was following him at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And he entered it and sat down with the officers to see the outcome. Now another painful experience is for people who are watching to see the outcome. To have people who are watching you to see the outcome of, of everything that you are doing. Your ministry, your church, your life, your business, your decision to go here. They are all watching to see what? The outcome of this thing you've decided to do. Mercy. Forgive. Now the chief priests and the whole council kept trying to obtain false testimony against Christ so that they might put him to death. Now the chief priests and the whole council kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. They did not find any. Although even many false witnesses came forward, but later on, two came forward and said, This man stated, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said to him, Do you not answer? What is it that these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Verse 62. The high priest stood up and said to him, Do you not answer? Verse 63. But Jesus kept silent. Amen. Now, one day, a husband and wife were arguing in the house and shouting, huh? a certain husband and a certain wife. As they were arguing, the shouting, they started to shout. The man started to shout. Then the wife said to him, All my stories are true, except the ones I tell you that are not true. But they are always true. It's always a real person. So the wife said, Shh! They can hear. People can hear what you are saying. And you know what the man said? He said, I want them to know. Yeah, I want them to know who is the cause of all the troubles in this house. You see, there is a certain level of suffering where you have to be quiet. Sometimes it's so difficult 
not to correct the impressions that are created in life. But God has a certain level of suffering where your duty is to be silent. And Jesus kept silent. It's like not a word about this. I suffer in silence. Hey! This one is difficult for some people. Because you can't help talking. Pray that you don't marry some people who like talking about everything. Disgracing their husbands. There are some husbands who are disgraced because of who they marry. Because the wife goes to say to so many people, Huh? In the end, the man is, looks so beastly. Because everything about him is being shared abroad. Huh? Everybody thinks something about this poor man. I want people to know who is the cause. You want people to know that he is bad. He is the one. So that you can do what you want to do. But the Bible says Jesus did not answer. He did not say anything. You know, one thing I thank my, my mother for, my, 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 my own mother, my Swiss mother. My mother never said anything bad about my father. In fact, it was one day when I traveled, somebody said to me, I've never seen an unbeliever who is faithful to his wife before. And I said, no, my father, I've, I, I can't even imagine something like that. Because I've never heard any negative word about my father from my mother. Not that it was easy for her. But not, you see, it, it, it even protects you and gives you a good mind. That's why firstborn children have greater temptations because they see more they see more and they hear more and they know more than the second there are some churches which have specialized in firstborns the the special their specialist area is praying for firstborn children yeah (laughs) are you with me yeah Firstborn children, they have a more difficult time because they see more and they know. When you don't know, you see your parents, angels, and whatever. I thank God for that thing because it gave me a very good mind about my father. Do you understand? So, ladies and gentlemen, there is a place where you have to know how to be quiet and not to answer, and not to answer, not to explain. Let everybody know. Let them think what they think. That's a realm. Let them think what they think. Let them think what they think. Yeah, they are thinking anyway. That's why some of us, we, we, we need so much to give a good impression of ourselves. That's why you can't be a good pastor. And that's why you can't take a good offering. They must have a good impression about you. Do you see? Yeah. I mean, you need to be good looking. You need to have that good image. It's so important for you. For your image to be so good. That's why any of the messy part of the ministry. Anything a little messy or a little some way. You get it. 
you just don't go into that. And if there's ever anything, you clear yourself first. You let people know that it's not you. And you are never at fault. You let them always have a good... And you can't be quiet. And Jesus kept silent. He said, you are this, you are this, you are this, you are this. Will you not answer? He said, he kept quiet. Let them think what they want to think. Welcome to track number 12 of the Sufferings of Christ. Now the chief priests and the whole council kept trying to obtain false testimony against Christ so that they might put him to death. Now the chief priests and the whole council kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. They did not find any. Although even many false witnesses came forward, but later on two came forward and said, This man stated, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said to him, Do you not answer? What is it that these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Verse 62. The high priest stood up and said to him, Do not answer. Verse 63. But Jesus kept silent. Amen. Now, one day, a husband and wife were arguing in the house and shouting. Huh? A certain husband and a certain wife. As they were arguing, the shouting, they started to shout. The man started to shout. Then the wife said to him, All my stories are true, except the ones I tell you that are not true. But they are always true. It's always a real person. So the wife said, Shh! They can hear. People can hear what you are saying. And you know what the man said? He said, I want them to know. Yeah, I want them to know who is the cause of all the troubles in this house. You see, there is a certain level of suffering where you have to be quiet. Sometimes it's so difficult not to correct the impressions that are created in life. But God has a certain level of suffering where your duty is to be silent. And Jesus kept silent. It's like not a word about this. I suffer in silence. Hey! This one is difficult for some people. Because you can't help talking. Pray that you don't marry some people who like talking about everything. Disgracing their husbands. There are some husbands who are disgraced because of who they marry. Because the wife goes to say to so many people. Huh? In the end, the man is, looks so beastly. Because everything about him is being shared abroad. Huh? Everybody thinks something about this poor man. I want people to know who is the cause. You want people to know that he is bad. He is the one. 
so that you can do what you want to do. But the Bible says Jesus did not answer. He did not say anything. You know, one thing I thank my, my mother for, my, 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 my own mother, my Swiss mother. My mother never said anything bad about my father. In fact, it was one day when I traveled, somebody said to me, I've never seen an unbeliever who is faithful to his wife before. And I said, no, my father, I, I, I can't even imagine something like that. Because I've never heard any negative word about my father from my mother. Not that it was easy for her. But not, you see, it, it, it even protects you and gives you a good mind. That's why firstborn children have greater temptations because they see more. They see more and they hear more and they know more than the second. There are some churches which are specialized in firstborns, they, they special, their specialist area. Is praying for firstborn children. Yeah. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah. Firstborn children. They have a more difficult time. Because they see more and they know. When you don't know, you see your parents, angels, and whatever. I thank God for that thing. Because it gave me a very good mind about my father. Do you understand? So ladies and gentlemen, there is a place where you have to know how to be quiet and not to answer. And not to answer, not to explain. Let everybody know. Let them think what they think. That's a realm. Let them think what they think. Let them think what they think. Yeah, they are thinking anyway. That's why some of us... We, we, we need so much to give a good impression of ourselves. That's why you can't be a good pastor. And that's why you can't take a good offering. Mm, that's right. They must have a good impression about you. Do you see? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you need to be good looking. You need to have that good image. It's so important for you. For your image to be so good. That's why any of the messy part of the ministry. Anything a little messy or a little some way. You get it. You just don't go into that. And if there's ever anything, you clear yourself first. You let people know that it's not you. You are never at fault. You let them always have a good... And you can't be quiet. But Jesus kept silent. He said, you are this, you are this, you are this. this." Will you not answer? He said, he kept quiet. Let them think what they want to think. The next is to experience the suffering of people telling lies about you. To the degree that you have people telling lies about you, you are being promoted. When, when you get to a point where somebody tells lies about you, to the point where what is true and what is not true cannot be separated, then you are really, really advancing in ministry. <laughs> How many want to advance in the ministry? You know Robert Sladen? Yeah, we had him in the cathedral. I, I drove with him to Cape Coast when we were coming back. We were talking. And he was telling me, you know, one time he had a crisis in his life. He said that a time came where what was being said and what had happened were completely so different. But it reached a point where he realized that he has to say nothing. 
about anything anymore. Because what was real, what happened, what didn't happen, and what was being said, and what was happening, they were so different that it was incredible to even correlate the two things. That's, That's how it is. That's how it is. Like, did you say you break the temple? You didn't break the temple. I said this, you didn't say this. Look, you haven't seen one before. You are young. You are new. And I've learned not to bother when people want to say something. Look, you can't even control what they will say. When they start. That's why sometimes I'm quite paranoid about the people that I, 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 I allow to be close to me. Because when somebody wants to say something, can weave a story around you and can represent almost anything. Before you realize, you will not recognize when they are talking, you say, who are they talking about? It's you. Me? (laughs) And you have to be quiet. And allow them to have the impression that they have. It's very difficult to allow people to have an impression. But sometimes, that's part of the ministry that God has called us. To allow people to have the impression that they, are, they, they, they want to have. With the evidence that they think they have. And you are not supposed to tamper with their evidence. They should have their evidence. They should have their stories. I once time heard one of my pastors had some story, heard some story about me. And when I heard the person have that story, I felt like asking the person, what, what did the person tell you? But then somebody said to me, just leave it. Let him have whatever impression he has. It's okay. That's, the, that's what we are supposed to experience. You leave that. When Elijah, Elisha went out to see Naaman the Syrian and said to him, my master originally said he didn't want to have any payment for the healing miracle that you did for him. But it's when, just after you left, some travelers came. Just after you left. And he said, I should come and ask you for one change of clothes, one set of clothes, and then some food and so on, money, to just help to look at them. Nothing much. And then Elisha got the two changes. In the name of the Syrian said, okay, be content, take two. And he gave him to Gehazi. Sorry, Elisha and Gehazi. And, and, and the man said, take two. When he came back, Elisha asked, where did you go, my dear? <laughs> and he said, oh, I, I didn't know. I was just outside. I, I didn't go anywhere. And he said, it went not my heart with thee. He said, is it a time to collect clothes? Is it a time to do this? And a bad impression had been given about him to Naaman the Syrian. But he never bothered to correct it. Just let him have the impression that he has. He should go home with the impression that he has. That I like money. I like this. At first I said I didn't want money. But actually I'm somebody who wants money and all that. Let him go with that impression. No problem. I can handle it. Let the music play on, play on, play on. Let the story play on, play on, play on. Let the impression play on, play on, play on. Say what you want to say. Play on, play on, play on. One time I went to a certain town. Where I had a pastor 
who had gone around from house to house, from person to person, evangelizing against me, evangelizing against my soul and my ministry. When I got to the church, I didn't know what to do. As I was, I sat there, I've never had such a service before, and I didn't know what to preach. And I just opened the Bible, and then I, I saw a scripture which said, He that has clean hands shall work stronger and stronger. So I didn't know, I had no idea because it was a difficult environment to preach. I left them with their impressions. That is why many of those people go, keep on checking on, my, on our website to find out. We have more than 10,000 people visiting the website in a week. Yeah. More than 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> they are all checking. Whether we are there. What are we doing? Is it okay? Is it working? Why are they still there? Yeah. But you just leave it. If you are good or if it's what is true, fine. But to endure lies and fabrications and stories. I remember when I got married. Well, I, got married, I got married before I had a wedding. I mean, we had a ceremony in church and everything. But later on, we did a big wedding. But this was just a small one. We got married, and then six months later, because my father wasn't around. And I wanted to get married. And I needed to get married. I said, look, where I have reached, I need to be married now. <laughs> the hour is come. The son of man must... Be glorified. The art of war, stratiomai. You don't fight what you cannot fight. When I saw what was coming, I realized I cannot fight it. So when I got married, because of course it was a small ceremony, people were not married. They heard, people heard that I got married. So I remember, shortly after that, my wife wasn't well. I think she had malaria or something. So she went, to the, she went to a lab to do a test. And somebody met her. And then some people got the impression and said, Ah, she was pregnant. That is why he got married. So that was it. Whether the first day that I ever slept with my wife was the day that we got married or it was before. Do you understand? God is the one who knows. Do you think I, I... Should I bring photographs? Should I bring diagrams? Do I have to bring evidence to show that my wife was a virgin or I was a virgin? Do I have to bring the evidence of the day before we got married? Can I do all that? So just have the impression that you have. It's not a problem. It's okay. You have the mind that you want to have. It's not a problem. You just flow with it that way. Yeah. If it means you have to allow people to have very bad minds about you. A pastor is somebody who people have, different people have different opinions about. Something you are very good, something you are very bad, something you are a liar, something you are a deceiver. Different things. Even as I'm preaching here, different people have different minds. People have different thoughts. People know different things, hear different things. 
It all depends on you. I was born, but not just last weekend. Oh, this morning. I wasn't born this morning. <laughs> Two people came and bore false witness. And what they, are, what they said sounded like some of Jesus' preaching. And good liars always have things that have a link that sounds true. A good liar doesn't just come and say, oh, Bishop is, is on the moon. He's, he's an astronaut last weekend. He went to the moon. He came. You don't say something like that. Because, I mean, I can't just be an astronaut. The first pastor to go to the moon. No. You have to say something more credible. Okay. Number 60, verse 65. And the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? Behold, you have now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and beat him with their fists. And others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, you Christ. Who is the one who hit you? Who, who hit you? Pa! Pa! Who hit you? Come and fix it. Who hit you? Another l- ministry, level of ministry, is to get to the, the place where you look spiritually weak. And God wants you to look spiritually powerless. Yeah. One time a prophet gave me a false prophecy. And the prophecy didn't happen. But you see, in my maturity, I knew that God wanted him to experience weakness. It's a prophesy. <laughs> The prophecy is not coming. Yeah. That's why you don't back down when God sends you to start a church. You don't retreat. It's not working. It's going to work. God, God wants you to see that you are nothing. Yeah. Many times I preach and the Lord will show me, finish preaching and sit down. But you know, as a minister, sometimes you want to show the people that, look, I have power. I have power. I'm not just, uh, be, uh, don't, don't just giving nice message. I have, I have power anointing. I want them to see signs and wonders. Miracles. Hey, so that they will fear me. So that there's a lot of fear in the church. <laughs> prophesy. And the prophecy is not coming. When they said, yeah, the prophecy said, hey, your name is Joshua. I've seen you. Hey, your name is Rabbi this. I've seen you. Pharisee this. I've seen all of you are slapping me. No. No prophecy. No word of knowledge. Weak. Without prophecies. Without prophetic gift. Sometimes when something happens, as if you don't have insight. When things are happening in the church. Do you pray? 
when our walls were broken, somebody asked me, do you pray? Do you have prayer walks? He asked me, do you have prayer walks? Do you have communion? Communion with the ground? He said, the ground must have communion. The ground must drink the blood. Hey! Then I remember one pastor came from Nigeria. He came from a witness chapel. And he was sitting there. Our walls had been broken. We had been mercilessly brutalized by the government. And we were sitting there in our weakness. Then he said to me, ah, this cannot happen in Nigeria. Then he told us, he said, one time the government wanted to do something. And our bishop, he told them, if you like, come. One block for one life. <laughs> Every block you remove, one life will go. If you are bold, come and remove it. When he said that, I felt so weak. Because they had not just broken a block, they had broken thousands of blocks. Walls, concrete, iron rods, everything was gone. And nobody died. No life. Rather, they became stronger. Stronger. They, they began to apply for visas to come to England. One of the guys who was the leader of the tormentors. I heard he had now come to England from Collegon. He has now got a job. He's working. He's whatever. I wouldn't be surprised to see him somewhere. They became greater and stronger and more powerful. We look more weak. There is a place where God will show you you are weak. You have nothing you can do. Nothing you can say. Nothing you can fight. That's just the way it is. What do you think? Huh? That's just the way it is. Prophesy! Shabalabalaba! And they spat on it. Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? You couldn't see. Apostle said, You're a prophet. I'm a prophet again. Your gift has not come. Your gift has not come. Say something. But you say you're a man of God. That's why many men of God are shy to show that they are sick. They, they are ashamed to, to say that they are not feeling well. It's like a man of God who has been ministering this, to the sick. How can you have fever? When Mrs. Saki died, I felt so useless. Oh! As I sat there, Mr. Saki was sitting by me. And he said, lying here. I said to myself, what? kind of useless person are you look at what has happened you couldn't see it you couldn't prevent it you couldn't fight it and I, when she died i forgot even to pray and we were there the thought of raising the dead it, it, it came some days later <laughs> hey i was we were standing there it never even occurred to me when we were taking her to the mortuary that's why don't you pray, raise her from the dead or something. Later, a brother came. From another, he said, that, look, he, has, he feels that we should raise her from the dead. About a week later.
and he was very very upset with us that we we, we we were not i mean we were not showing any interest in raising her from the dead and he wanted to employ us to go with him to go and raise the dead and my my point was that look that i even left there i left them to continue the discussion as i was in the house and he, they had come there talking so many things so many god says this god that, we cannot allow the divine something this is a... so when they told me i said let him please go and we can show him a particular mochi that let's go and raise her and, and bring her to us we will be so happy they're not against it prophesy there's nothing left about you no power mercy now peter was standing sitting outside the courtyard and a servant girl came to him and said you two were with jesus the galilean but he denied it before them all saying i do not know what you are talking about when he had gone out to the gateway another servant girl saw him and said to those who were there this man was with jesus of nazareth and again he denied it with an oath he says i do not know the man you see, you get to a point where people don't call you by your name and they call you our man the man the old man the old man the man our man and they give you names forgive then a little later bystanders came up and said to peter surely you are one of them for even the way you talk gives you away and he began to curse and to swear i do not know the man and immediately a rooster crowed and peter remember with the lord the words which jesus has said before a rooster crows you will deny me three times and he went out and wept bitterly amen Amen. hallelujah stand up everybody ask god to give you an opportunity to work for him this privilege this great opportunity father thank you grant me this privilege grant me this privilege to serve you grant me this privilege to work for you grant me this privilege to serve you lord thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit for this privilege in the name of jesus we thank you lord for your blessing lord in jesus name amen you may be seated